0: Today's Gospel and next week's, in fact, the Gospels we've been hearing for the past few weeks have to do with bread, bread from heaven and the bread of life. Um, For a couple of weeks now, I've had a hymn in my head, and we're going to sing it today, so it'll probably stay in my head for the rest of the summer. It's a hymn that I grew up singing at youth conferences. I hear it a lot at funerals. Um, Almost every single time I've ever attended a Roman Catholic Church, we've sung this hymn. The hymn is, I am the bread of life. Many of you know it, or when we get to it, it will probably seem familiar to you. And it's one of those funny hymns that I guess comes out of the 70s when uh, a lot of hymns were accompanied by guitars. And so the, the words don't quite line up with the notes of music. And so it can be tricky to get all the words of the verse in. Just do your best when we get to them. And so often what happens is a little bit like a lot of the responses on a sleepy August Sunday, where there's kind of a a holy mumbling in the church. But then we get to the refrain of this hymn. And it seems like whether people sing well or sing poorly, sing on-key or off-key, everybody chimes in with that. It's easier, but it's also, it's also fun to sing. And I will raise them up. I will raise them up. I will raise them up on the last day. You'll see what I mean when we get there. We will be raised up. Some of you have heard me go on and on about uh, the the stained glass windows and my love of their placement, especially here um, in a church where the windows were made specifically for this church, and they knew that the church was called the Church of the Holy Trinity. Wouldn't you kind of expect, front and center, for there to be some depiction of the Holy Trinity? Um, Maybe a very Protestant triangle with no discussion about the matter, or a very sort of typical um, art historical, God the Father with long gray hair and a beard, and God the Son on the cross, and then a dove for the Holy Spirit. Well, none of that, right? What we have here front and center, the top, the top um, image is of the raising of Lazarus, and underneath is the healing of Bartimaeus, the blind man. And I love that somewhere in the intention of this building early on was the sense that when people come in, They would get a sense that we, all of us, are raised. Um, Of course, Jesus is raised from the dead, but then wouldn't you expect that? If Jesus is of God and the Son of God, well, of course, he gets raised. But this window, the scriptures, in fact, our whole faith says it's better than that. It's not just about Jesus. It's about all of us. We are raised up. Yes, at the last of days, but all the little days along the way as well. We can be raised up. Throughout the gospel stories, the the Greek word that we translate as rise up, anastemi, uh, comes up again and again and again. Um, The person who is healed of a withered hand is raised up. The daughter of Jairus, the official, is raised up. The prodigal son rises up, sort of of his own accord, as he comes to himself and realizes he misses home and there may be forgiveness for him even even though he has run amok. All of this has to do with rising up. And notice carefully in the Gospels, as much of a big deal as the church makes of Jesus being raised from the dead, Jesus doesn't talk about it so much. Jesus talks much more about all of us being raised up. And he does most of his discussion in physical ways without a lot of words as he raises people up the sick, the wounded, those who are brought down low by others. His mother Mary sings of this raising up in the Magnificat. As she affirms early on, he has lifted up the lowly. He has lifted up and continues to lift up. Christ lifts up in this life, and he lifts up into the next We believe as Christians that through his death on the cross and his descent into hell, and no matter what we may go through, Christ has already been through it and made it through it and been raised up. He has overcome it. And so with his resurrection, he gives us power through God also to resist anything that death may deal our way. And with the power of Christ, we too rise to new life, life everlasting And life here and now. Just as wheat rises to become bread, bread rises in us to make us more like God. And so every time we come to this table or one like it and we receive the Holy Eucharist, we're nourished by Christ, we're fed by his body and blood, we're made stronger and ever more faithful. At the beginning of that section of our liturgy, our prayers called the Prayer of Great Thanksgiving, the, the celebrant bids us lift up your hearts. And we all respond, We lift them up unto the Lord. This is a brief statement of faith, in a way. It's a statement of faith in our prayers that as we celebrate the sacrament in this life, we are little by little made one with God. We're united with Christ through his body and lifted up into the presence of the angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. There's a 7th century Eastern theologian called Maximus the Confessor. It's a wonderful name. Um, But I love to read his words on occasion because Maximus was passionate about teaching people to embrace their faith. He wrote, it is clear that Christ became human without sin so as to make us closer to God. He will raise us up for his own sake to the same degree that he lowered himself for humanity's sake. And then according to Maximus, God is working to bring all things, all creation together to raise it up. Maximus was way back in the 7th century, Teilhard de Chardin in the 20th, but it's the same idea of all of creation being raised up to find its true purpose in the love and vision of God. We get a foretaste of that in our first reading, this story about Elijah. Elijah is at the point of giving up. He's been speaking out against the king, King Ahab. Ahab's wife Jezebel has gotten angry, and so she's basically put a hit out on Elijah. And so Elijah runs for his life and finds a cave, and he tries his best to escape. He falls asleep under a tree. An angel wakes him up, or something like an angel. And basically says, get up and eat. It's time to get back to work. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Get up and eat, the angel says. And somehow in this interaction, Elijah hears what he needs to hear. And he gets what he needs to get. He gets food of some kind and he's made stronger and he moves on. It's interesting in the Hebrew, the word for angel is also the same word for messenger. So we're never quite sure. Is it an angel with wings that floats and flies? Or is an angel, a messenger, who's simply a lady from down the street? Or some man from around the corner? Within us all, there's the potential to be angelic in that way. To show up at just the right time and bring the sustenance, the nurture, the food, the drink, the support. Like someone, something did for Elijah. When someone offers us a hand or a kind word, and we thought nobody noticed how down we were, we are raised up. When someone offers us another way of seeing a quandary or tackling a problem that we would just about given up on, we are raised up. God's work of raising up can sometimes surprise us and even can use things we assume can't be used. Justin Welby, the Archbishop of Canterbury, has a wonderful story about just this thing. He remembers a few years back when he and his wife were visiting the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and they were at a refugee camp that was filled with some 25,000 people. They were all sheltered in rocks with almost no food. And Welby was ushered from tent to tent, and just when he thought he'd seen things that were indescribable and he had no more uh, capacity for seeing more, he was shown a tent full of children who were lying there basically dying on dirty mattresses while overstretched doctors and nurses and caregivers did their best to make the kids comfortable And so in the midst of all of this, Justin Welby was trying to kind of keep himself together and be the Archbishop of Canterbury in that situation. And the local bishop pulled him aside and said, the people want you to say something to them. Archbishop Welby tried to defer and say, oh, no, no, you speak to them, knowing he had nothing to offer. But the local bishop said, no, no, they'd like to hear something from you. And so Archbishop Welby says he did what he often does when he can't think of anything to say or he needs to buy time to to sort out his ideas and pray that God would speak through him. And so he started off by quoting scripture and saying, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. As soon as he said that, people erupted into applause. They started clapping and they were cheering that good news, that Jesus is the same. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and and Welby realized that they heard what they needed to hear in spite of him, through him, that God spoke a good word to people in a really difficult situation. Welby reflects on this and remembers that God often works through us in spite of ourselves. We may not have the right words. We may not know what to do to to be helpful, to offer support, to be present, to raise up another. But if we let go, God will work through us and say the right thing or do the right thing or show up in the, the silent, sacred way that makes a difference. Like the Archbishop of Canterbury, we can sometimes take the gospel a little bit for granted. We can forget its power to lift others up. But our bearing witness to the love of God can, in fact, lift others up, whether we use words or stick to action. Maybe it's through conversation. Maybe it's through prayer. Maybe it's through political action. Maybe it's through charity or giving. Maybe it's a stranger, or a family member, or a friend, or a fellow parishioner, or a colleague. The opportunities abound for us to participate in God's work of raising up creation and gathering us all to the very heart of God. Jesus says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever forever. Let us give thanks to God that we are being raised up, that at the last day we will, all of us, be raised up fully into the love of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.